Whatever program that you don't want to do, do it first because it's probably because you know that you've got some work around to do it and that feels heavy. And the idea is, is that as soon as you can start unblocking the heavy stuff, I feel like it's kind of, it allows for more energy within you to be able to receive. Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you're calling in. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us our review, comment, and share it with your fellow manifester that's struggling or could really benefit from the information that you're about to learn. So as I shared in the last episode, I am in IVF, uh, the process. It's really interesting. I've totally surrendered to it. I will share a lot more of my journey along the way, but I did ask on Instagram, you know, do people want to follow this with me so I can serve as an expander or should I keep this private? And there was an overwhelming amount of yes. So I do want to share it. So I decided I'll share it in increments with what feels right along the way. And so this week, today, I was supposed to start injections last week. It's what I had intended to do. I did a lot of research for years. In fact, I've talked to many friends of their journey and they've told me the do's, the don'ts. And I had decided I would not do birth control. And so I went in on the second day of my cycle However, because I would be out of town this week, I did have to do birth control. And I very divinely got a ping from my guides that said, take it. So normally I would say, no, I'm actually quite against just, uh, I'm trying to do the most invasive version of this possible. And once they said, yes, it actually helped me completely surrender and just go with the flow of whatever ends up being the right cocktail and the right process that I should follow. So I said, yes, I started it that day. And literally I woke up the next morning, incredibly nauseous, tons of, I had a headache. I was super exhausted, emotional. And most people say that birth control is actually the hardest part of this process. So I've been taking it incredibly easy. I've been living in my pajamas. I have to give the biggest shout out to this team who is supporting me and they are my advocate every step of the way. So, you know, I'll link my actual, my favorite pajamas below. They're not sponsored, but they are the coziest thing right now. And I got the shorts version and the pants version, and they actually make you still feel like you've dressed for the day. They're cute. They have like princess sleeves and they're very soft. They're actually affordable compared to, you know, like really designer, crazy pajamas. It's the company that I always get them from. I've been drinking a lot of cold pressed almond milk. It's what I really crave. And I know once I move into injections, which is actually today is the first process of starting the hormone injections. Everybody says it's a very dehydrating process. So, you know, drink the coconut water and I can't quite do that on this Karen Herd protocol. And in fact, I find 
milks, nut milks to be one of the most hydrating because they're so mineral rich. So I've been drinking and craving loads of cold pressed almond milk. And because I felt so slumpy, I haven't been making it. I've been popping to moon juice on rose and just picking up a ton there because they're perfectly salted. And yeah, that's been my staple. I've been loving my blue blocks night blockers, which is the eye mask that completely shuts out a hundred percent of light. And they're very soft. They're like goggles. I talk about them all the time because I've been napping a lot during the day. I assume that's going to pick up more this next 12 days of injections. So those have been huge for me. I love Blue Blocks. It's the blue blocking company that we, in fact, had a great episode not too long back. I think it was back in December, which is, we can link it below. It's very much worth checking into if you are interested in protecting your hormone health. Specifically now, it's been for me so I can sleep a lot. So those have been a real staple. And a movie that a friend recommended that really fell under the radar. I'll have to say it's not like the biggest pick-me-up movie, but it was so beautiful. And I love these actors. The Mary Magdalene movie, you know, starring Joaquin Phoenix as Jesus and and Mary Magdalene as Rooney Mara, who I will give a little like shout out that we had the same manager at the same time, pocketed us both right before she ended up getting girl with the dragon tattoo. And yeah, the rest is history. She's so incredibly talented and we obviously did not have the same trajectory, but she was fantastic and the film was fantastic and it was just so beautiful by the sea and just watching a healer. We all know the end, but it was a it was a great movie that fell under the radar. So that's one that I'll plug. This is kind of turning into a roundup. But today I'm excited to get into this episode. It's another process episode hosted by my co-host Jessica Gill who will do a lot of the process episodes now. And today she's interviewing, if anybody was at the LA show, you certainly remember Heather Whitaker, who came onto the stage and took everybody by storm. I mean, I think we've used so many of her quotes. I think the New York Times did a separate article just with her because she was so commanding and interesting. And she's done this work for two years. She's gone on to manifest her dream career down to the exact salary amount, her dream marriage, her dress, her ring, where she got married in Europe. She moved out of lack mentality and into high self-worth as well as so much more. I mean, she like stood up to her mom. I mean, we were all during the speaking tour, we were just sitting with our jaws on the ground while she was talking. And I had to continually say to the audience, I swear to God, I did not pay this woman to come here and be on this stage because she was so, so inspiring. And I know she's gone on now to connect with many people. This isn't her work and she certainly doesn't coach it, but she serves as a massive expander in this community. I know she's in the Facebook group. You are going to get so much out of today. It's such a commanding and interesting episode. And for anybody else who wants to join on the speaking tour, I will be in Vancouver in March where you will be able to experience something very similar. But for now, I will kick it over to Jessica and Heather to go through how she manifested using these tools exactly as many of you do who are members of the pathway. Today we have Heather Whitaker with us. Let's just start off with like walking us through what happened the day of the speaking tour with this lizard situation. Yeah. Oh, so I 
live in Orange County and I saw that, you know, Lacey was speaking in LA and um, as a pathway member, you know, I was able to get a discount. I'm like, I'm going to go, whether I go by myself or I go with somebody like I have to be there. And I went with a friend that I work out with. And when we got there, you know, they handed me a a great gift bag that I knew ahead of time of what was going to be in there. And I was really looking forward to it. And we sit down and I go to put my hand in the bag to look at all the goodies. And there was a lizard inside my my bag. (laughs) And of course, at first, it, you know, was kind of shocking. And then it became funny. And someone had said like, oh, this means good luck. So I, I believe that you know, maybe the lizard is my spirit animal. Who knows? (laughs) I love that. I love that. It was crazy too, because when, you know, Lacey kind of intuitively will pull someone from the audience that she felt like has something that they want to say. And she kind of like, yeah, just like listens to that intuition when guiding. And then when we, Julia and I noticed that you were called, we're like, oh my gosh, she was the girl with the lizard in the back. Like this is so meant to be. It's so so funny. Is there anybody in here who has manifested something really big from doing this work? So it's like the crazy career. I left the old like law firm and now I'm at my own startup and it's making like 100K a year. Just like the crazy big shit. What, can you tell us what yours is? Um, so I've been doing this work for two years. I've done every single one yeah. of the workshops, all the roadmaps. So I've manifested a new job, uh, my engagement ring. Uh, my wedding dress, where I got engaged, where I got married. As an MG? Yes. Killing it. Um, The biggest one was my job. And the last one was just my house I just bought. Oh, you know. And it all happened this year. Okay, wow. Every single one of them. Okay. But it took me a year to manifest it all. Yeah. Okay, so let's take it back a bit. So where are you from? What is your cultural upbringing and background? So because I've listened to every single podcast, I'll start with saying I'm a manifesting generator. Yes. <laughs> Sun is in Taurus. My moon is in Sagittarius and my rising is in Cancer. Maybe. I don't actually know what all of that means. I just know that if I say that, that might help somebody understand kind of like who I am and where I'm coming from. Totally. Um, but I'm 35 and I was born and raised in Orange County. You know, I feel like sometimes there's there's like shame associated with Orange County because of the housewives. But um, I'm owning that I, I grew up at the beach. Um, my mother is full French, born in Paris. Um, Whoa! And she was came to the states when she was a little girl. Um, so I I grew up. My first words were actually in French, which was awesome. And then my dad's side of the family is Hispanic as well as. All of the ish, German, Irish, English, you know, everything that kind of the cultural melting pot that comes together. Absolutely. Um, my parents divorced when I was four. So I would say that's a definitely a big part of the reprogramming I've had to do. And I have a, a younger brother that's 18 months younger than me. And so we're, we're very close. And so kind of walk me through, like, how did you discover Lacey's work? And how did you kind of like, what were you seeking when you went to find this work? So I was definitely in a rock bottom. And at the time, I, obviously that word rock bottom wasn't a, something I was using, but unfortunately, and I will breeze over this and I don't want, hopefully it's not triggering to some people, but I'm at a point now where I can say it without emotion. I was attacked at my car um, in 2017. So it'll be three years, um, January 26th. And 
I, the reason why this is important to the story is because I wasn't listening to my intuition. It was dark. The street was dark. There was no street lights. And when I pulled up, I felt like, God, this is a little uncomfortable. But instead of moving my car or looking for a place that had lights or maybe just not getting out at all and deciding that going to this workout wasn't something I needed to do because I felt unsafe, I ignored it and got out of the car. And unfortunately, um, I was held up at gunpoint. Oh my God. I, I was, you know, roughed up pretty bad, thrown into my back seat. You know, he was on top of me and, and you know, doing things that you don't ever want to, as a woman, want to put yourself into. And, you know, the, the thing that he said to me, which really shifted my life is that he said, you know, if you just held still, this would be a lot easier. Oh my God. And in that moment, I was like, fuck that. This is not my story. And I kicked and pushed and somehow was able to get myself out of my backseat. And I ran. And while I was running, this sounds so cliche, but it's like your life is flashing before you. And I just realized that I had been going down this path of just this go, 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 wasn't listening to myself, making decisions that weren't aligned with who I was. And I ended up going into trauma therapy. I mean, four days a week, I like couldn't leave my house for a while, had to get a new car, the whole thing. Yeah. But all that to say is, is that I was in this very dark place and I had to make a choice. Was I going to stay in that darkness or was I going to try to find light and find that there was a reason for this in some way? Um, I like to call it a gift wrapped in shit. Because I honestly don't know if I would have found Lacey's work had I not been kind of, I mean, really, you know, the way that her languaging is, is that I was getting all these tests along the way, wasn't listening. And this was the final one of like the universe basically saying, like, if you don't make a change, we're going to force you to. Wow. So I started in the same way that Lacey did, Abraham Hicks, Gabby Bernstein, very much, you know, vision boarding, mantras, all the positivity. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think what's so refreshing about Lacey's work is that it makes you deal with all of your shit and like all of the stuff that you would rather avoid and hide with positivity. And so I found her on almost 30s podcasts and then Luke Story's podcast. And then I just became like enthralled with her. I mean, I listened to all of her YouTube videos. I was like reading the blog. And that's when I decided to start with Reparent. And that's kind of what really started the whole process. So cool. That's so interesting too. I started with Reparent as well. That was like the first thing that really hooked me. And I was like, oh, I got I got some shit to work out down there. Let me, right. let me start totally. with that one. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, feel free to share whatever you're comfortable with here. But like, what yeah. were some of the blocks that you kind of found even just doing reparent? Like, what were some of the shit that you that came up for you that you were like, oh, wow, I didn't even recognize that this was a, a block or an issue or something I want to move through or work through? Yeah, I mean... I will say this. I mean, my, my mother's a wonderful woman, just kind of how Lacey talked about her mom. It's like, you know, it, moms are wonderful and they do everything they can to love you. But unfortunately, my mom put on me all of her pre-programming, you know? And so I grew up being my mother's mother. I mean, we were fully enmeshed. I think I had to grow up way faster than necessary, A, from divorced parents, but also because 
I became my mother's keeper almost, you know, and it's just, I started to pick up everything that she had been feeling around weight and body image and low self-worth and a very lack mentality. I mean, she's had, she still to this day has money issues. And so I, I took that on. I took on this idea that I was poor mm. and by no means were we wealthy. I mean, I was, you know, raised by a single mom, but I mean, I was deathly afraid to spend a dollar. I would look at my bank account every single day to like, make sure it, nothing was going to be taken away from me because she constantly talked about, you know, not having enough and making ends meet. And she's a hairdresser and, you know, so sick days mean you don't get paid you know, vacation means you don't get paid. And so it was a very, um, you know, she did the best that she could as a single mom. And I don't want to say that that means that my dad wasn't involved, but I lived with her. And so I watched it all and I heard it all. And so all that to say is, is that when I did reparent, I realized that so much of my actions were coming from a lack mentality and low self-worth. I needed to clear some shit with my mom. <laughs> I had to give her back the baggage that I decided was mine. Right. That wasn't. Yeah. So that was a rough conversation. Oh, so you guys had, you actually. Oh, I had to say. Wow. That, you know, all of my lack mentality is hers. Wow. Everything around money is hers. And then I was giving it back to her and it was her decision on what to do with it. Wow. I, I did not need it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Jesus. I haven't even done that. And I really needed. I had, I actually had to shift out of the lack mentality before I could even shift out of low self-worth because that's how embedded it was. So I was able to start realizing I put in categories that every decision I would make, okay, is this from my ego? Is this from low self-worth or is this from lack? Oh, that's a good thing to write it down. Write that one down. Mm. And the first time I did that was in a journaling when I realized, wait a minute, I'm not poor. I've never been poor. And I won't ever be poor. And to say it out loud was almost um, comical because I had believed it so strongly, but it wasn't true. And so I had to tell her that. And I basically had to say like, look, I love you, but you've made me feel poor my whole life. And I'm, this is a huge block in so many areas. And of course she didn't, she doesn't understand that language. and. I, I don't even know if she's mature enough really to, to understand it, but I basically just told her, look, I'm, I, I need to give this baggage back to you. It's not my weight to carry any longer. And I need you to know that this is not something that I identify with. This is not part of like who I am. I don't even think this is part of who you are, but if you'd like to continue to identify with that, that's fine. But I cannot do that anymore for my own sanity. And oh it, my gosh, that's it, amazing. <laughs> I mean, so that was, and the worst part is, is that she was borrowing money from me. So I was giving her thousands of dollars. And so that was what was so monumental about this conversation was here was a woman that her whole life made bad decisions around money. And so I had been saving every dollar since I was 18. And then she needed to actually take that money from me, the money that I had saved for so long. And so had I not done the work, 
I would have given it to her with resentment. And so what I told her was, I'm giving this money to you with love and peace and compassion, but I need you to know what you've done to me the last, I don't know, it was like 33 years or something. And so you can have this. And I, I fully am at peace with if I never receive it back because it will always come back to me. Wow. It was really, it was so huge. Oh my gosh. That is like the ultimate, like, you know, everyone would want to strive for that kind of healing and that kind of catharsis with their, with their parent and to have that conversation. And, and even just to stand in your worth and say, you know what, I know what I'm worth. I know what my beliefs are. I'm confident in them. And it's hard, especially with parents too, because I feel like there's a level of like, as kids, you want to get that love from your parent. Even if you're mad mm-hmm. at your parent, you don't, you resent your parent. You still yeah. on a very inner child level, want that love from them. So to be able to mm-hmm. say, look, I'm going to stand in this. And regardless how you think of me, like, this is my truth. And I need to start honoring this part of me. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And I would say just to kind of end on the reparent side of things, like I always felt like I needed to take care of her. And my therapist always said, why, why do you feel that way? And it really wasn't until Lacey's work that I was able to realize that is not my job. It is Mm -hmm. not my job to do that. And I've actually had to separate myself a little bit in the sense of how much I communicate with her or how much I see her. Granted, she's a a wonderful woman and I love her to death. I'm actually seeing her this evening. Um, but I used to feel so like, Oh, I have to see her. And now I just, I don't feel that anymore because I don't allow her to penetrate me in a way that shifts my energy. Like I used to, I like, I'm so inspired even confidence of that. (laughs) Amazing. So when did you like, did you have a conscious list of I want to release this block or I want to call in this money? Like how did how did manifesting things on a list kind of factor into this this unblocking period for you? So I'm a specific manifester in human design. Um so what I did was I really combined Lacey's work and human design work with understanding like, okay, if I know what my strategy is And if I start to align myself with how I'm naturally supposed to flow in life, that's also going to help with unblocking. So I really tried to do both together. Um, I do want to preface this with saying, I don't have kids. I don't have an animal. So yes, I have a husband, but he takes care of himself. So I don't have to focus on anyone but myself. So I truly made Lacey's work and human design. I don't want to say like a full-time job because that sounds, you know, obviously I work, but I did this work every single day. That's a huge, and that doesn't have to always be the case. Do you do it every day now? No. Yeah, but when you're starting out, like you have to be dedicated. And we put out that survey and really, truly, we, we say this all the time, not just as a marketing like slogan, when you do the work weekly, 90%, I think it was, of people manifested things off their list. And um, I told myself that if I was really going to become someone that was going to be a wife and maybe a mother someday, I needed to be able to offer myself in a way that I was proud of. No, I actually, I mean, I am a pathway member, but I did purchase everything ahead of time. Wow. Um, And then still got the pathway because 
You're coming with me on tour. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, honestly, like this shit works. And so I joined the the pathway. Well, first I should say I, I bought Reparent. I bought Opulence. I did the roadmap. I signed up for Supported. And then that's when the pathway came out. So then I started doing the pathway. And I just started doing it every day. I, I decided that this is something that was really important to me. And, you know, I feel like people kind of say, I don't really have time. And, you know, I, I don't know. And it's like, look, if you have time to scroll on Instagram, and if you have time to Netflix and chill, you have time to do this. You're yeah. going to get out of this what you put into it. And, you know, m- m- not everyone's going to maybe have the intensity of it that I did. But I think that because I was at that rock bottom and I had that choice of go, go, go when I really wanted to slow, 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 I just, I needed to make that full shift. And so I did, um, Lacey's format, you know, I, I made sure to do it the way that she suggested with, you know, listening to the DIs and the DREs and in a dark room and whatnot. And I think I probably did that for the first maybe year. And then in this last year, I decided to do what worked best for me. And I think that that's something I really want to make clear for everyone listening is, is that if you feel a block in the sense of this doesn't feel like it's working, just shift a little bit on how you either learn or um, whatever's going to be the best way to kind of interpret this. And as in my, as a manifesting generator, I digest life through sound. So I actually listen to the DIs while walking, usually in nature, like I'll hike and listen and talk to myself out loud. Luckily nowadays that your phones, you looks like you're constantly talking to someone on the phone, but the majority of the time I'm talking <laughs> to myself. Yeah. Um, I do a DI while journaling. So that way it's like, it's real time. I will, you know, journal in quiet. And then when I get in the car, almost like debrief with myself of like, okay, what, what really came up? So I will talk through the DI or the Whoa. DRE. Cause I tell us what that looks like. Like show us for somebody who might be curious. In okay. Here so that. if you're saying something about, cause um, I journal through them and that yeah. helps me get to the bottom of it. So them. I did, um, I did self this morning in, it was a no, I think so. So I did that this morning. Um, and when, you know, you're asking about, you know, the thing was actually someone mentioned it today, like the five years, like where are you at in five years, where are you at in 10 years and where are you at in 30 years? So I just said it out loud. Oh, okay, wow. well, if I'm 35 right now in five years, I'm 40. Like this is what I picture and 10 years, I'll be 45. And then in 30 years, I'll be 65. And so instead of thinking about it, I just was saying it out loud because it just felt more reinforcing. Mm-hmm, totally. You know, everyone learns different, whether it's to read something, to hear something, to write something. I'm definitely someone that needs to hear it. So hearing myself say something, even if it's um, like my journal, for example, um, I will go back and read my journal out loud. Oh. To answer your original question, when Lacey said to come up with a list, I started with small things because that's how she says you, you, know, you build your trust muscle. Yeah. So like I wanted a brown jacket and um, I wanted, this sounds funny, but like I wanted bushier eyebrows and just like little (laughs) stuff, you know? Yeah. And so it started to come. And then I realized like, okay, 
then I'm going to really make a full list. And it was the job that I wanted. And that was probably the biggest thing for me was listing out specifically everything I wanted in a job. But also on top of that, how I wanted to feel in that job. So I was able to really kind of hone in on what I wanted to do down from like how many days a week I was home versus traveling to the dollar amount to the specific role that I would take. I mean, I was very specific. Same thing with my house. I was very detailed on what I wanted in the house. Um, Same thing with my engagement ring, my wedding dress, where I got engaged. I mean, you name it. Like I just was very specific, but yes, I received all of this, but again, it was two years of work. So, you know, the end of 2017, all of 2018 was a year of work and 2019 has been a year of receiving and true abundance, really. I love that. I love that. When you bought the pathway and you were like, okay, cool, I'm going to do this every day. How did you navigate that? Like, did you tackle one workshop at a time? And then did you or did you do like a DRE every day? Or did you alternate between workshops and DREs? Like, how did you sort of make sure to fit that in in a way that kind of was flowing with what you needed at the time? So when Lacey said that like love and money are connected, I really decided to do the money first because of that lack mentality I had been living in and really kind of frozen in being able to move forward. So I did opulence first, or I should say reparent, then opulence. And then I went to the roadmap because what I liked about her roadmaps was that you could then pop in and out of different programs. But once I was in there, I realized, you know what? I'm not ready for the roadmap yet. I I went back and then did shadow and no. And I think that I would do one at a time But also sometimes because, you know, the videos are not super long. I mean, I could do a couple of days in one day. Right. So that was helpful to be able to just kind of go through it. And then once I finished all of the programs, um, now what I do is I do the DREs. I do the DIs. I never miss a supported class. I mean, I really want to like, really like hone in on that. The supported class is so key. There are so many good questions in there that she answers. And sometimes I'll listen, I'll go back and look at the topics and be like, okay, you know what? I need a refresher on that. Like I need to hear that one more time um, because it's really valuable information. 100%. And I think that's really important for like the listeners to even hear is that you can kind of create your own regimen of how you're going about this work. Like you can pop in and out of different things. Like if you want one day of shadow while you're in the middle of like rock bottom, like just supplement, like fill in the gaps and like kind of almost follow your, your intuition and your pings of like what you need at that specific time. Totally. And honestly, like I feel it's great to listen to the podcast to to, you know, to kind of hear a little bit about what she's doing, but being a part of the the pathway to me is a must. Yeah. And honestly, like looking at the glossary, because there's so many words, like this is a whole new language. I mean, now I (laughs) I speak in this language and I think I said it at the, on the tour is that in my vows, 
because my husband is an expander for me. And he doesn't know what that means. But I needed to, I wrote it in my vows and said it to him that he was an expander for me. And, you know, actually, I want to touch on this really quickly. So my husband and I, we've been together for seven years. We took a break about three years ago, a painful, but very much needed break. And I say this because, you know, sometimes Lacey talks about tests and, you know, do you, if you go back to a, a boyfriend, is it out of comfort and whatnot? And so this might expand somebody to see that, you know, we were together for almost four years and it was very superficial. And I say that in a loving way, in the sense of it was fun and light, but we were not communicating. I expected him to be a mind reader and then was upset when he wasn't reading my mind. (laughs) He was really kind of getting away with not having to offer much up because I wasn't asking for it. I wasn't saying what I needed. And so he's in television. So he's, he's gone quite a lot. And, um, you know, when you come home, it was like vacation, you know, hadn't seen each other in a while and it's like hot and, you know, steamy. And then you just kind of go on to like fun adventures without talking about anything that's meaningful. We'd lived together. I was washing dishes and I looked at him and I said, you get one life and it needs to be fucking fantastic. And this is mediocre. Dude, this is, I love you. <laughs> he, he was like, we just ate. <laughs> <laughs> you're like just, the, you're Jerry Maguiring around town. I just, this is amazing. <laughs> I, I said, you're a bad communicator. And so this is not working. So. And that was really like our downfall was that we were not good communicators. It had nothing to do with the fact that we didn't love each other or um, we weren't compatible. We just, we weren't communicating well. And so I had to step out of that, which was really hard to walk away from someone that you love dearly. But it just, it wasn't the life at that time that I felt like I could have, I guess. I don't know how else to say that. And so Unfortunately, then my attack happened. Um, I guess it's a shape, unfortunately and fortunately. Um, And so doing all of this work led us back together because then I was able to actually say to him, hey, I need to take some ownership. And, And maybe this is where Lacey would say shadow. I was able to tell him where I was wrong. I took ownership of the fact that He loved me unconditional and I did not do that same for him. I definitely loved him with condition. I made him be wrong for things that he wasn't wrong for, you know, I made him be wrong for not being me. And that is, that is not okay. And so we, when we decided to give it a go again, we just, we knew that it had to be a completely different and open relationship. And so I know that the universe brought him into my life to be an expander. The things that frustrate him or frustrate me about him are mirrors of what is frustrates me and myself. Yeah. Um, You know, he's really taught me to enjoy life and to take it a little less seriously. And, you know, he does not live in a lack mentality and there's just so many wonderful things about him that I needed to, tell him we actually eloped in Switzerland we had no one there (laughs) and I just you know it was just really magical to think of where we are now compared to where we were and I will say one more thing about this is that 
when we got back together, I immediately wanted him to propose and he didn't. (laughs) And I was pushing so hard and I don't remember which it must've been in the relationship programming their love of Lacey's that I realized that I wanted him to propose so bad, not because it actually had anything to do with him. And it was purely for my ego. I needed him. Yeah. I needed him to tell me that I was good enough. And that to me at the time, it was when someone says, I want to marry you, that that's like the true um, meaning of, of love, which makes you good enough, which made, which made me feel like that's what I needed. I needed validation. And as soon as I figured that out, I was like, holy shit, I don't, I don't actually need him to propose to me to tell me he loves me because he shows me every day. And within two months he proposed. Oh my God. Of course. That's that's literally (laughs) exactly how it happens. The exact moment you release your control over the situation and you're kind of at peace with it is exactly when like the manifestation the desire like comes to you it's like oh cool now you're like not trying so hard here you go yeah that's it was amazing and, and I think that that's the biggest thing with all of this is you know yes I've been able to manifest tangible things but and actually I just I just did an article with the New York Times for a journalist who was who was at the speaking tour and heard me up there with Lacey. And she asked if she could interview me, which was wild. And she mm-hmm. said to me, like, what's the biggest thing that like, what's, you know, what's the biggest thing you've manifested? And I, on, I told her what I manifested, but I, what I wanted to say, because this is going to be obviously in the newspaper, that this is less about manifesting things and more about the fact that I had been keeping myself small for so long and that with Lacey's work, I've been able to increase my self-worth and my deservingness. And that is way more meaningful than, than the house and the, you know, new bushy eyebrows that I got and, <laughs> and my engagement ring. I mean, that's, I'd give that all back for just the feeling that I feel now that of just true deservingness. Oh, that is like everything that is. Yeah. That, that literally is the core of all of the work. And it's like, you know, especially at to be magnetic, like we want to empower everyone to really truly feel that they can have whatever they desire, but really what it's, it's pushing is raising that self-worth and really understanding what is self-worth. What does that feel like? Like, Right. No one teaches us in school, like, hey, this is how you're going to love yourself. Like, it's not something that's taught to kids or individuals. And like, giving you a platform and the tools to kind of tap back into the power that was like within you the whole time. Yeah, that's- totally. So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. 
But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. People pleasing is a is a huge one for me. It's it's a big part of what kind of keeps me small. And so I know this sounds really silly, but I actually have a reminder on my phone that goes off every day at three o'clock. But it says people pleasing lessens my self-worth. Oh, love that. And then at 7 p.m. I have one that goes off that says saying no increases my magnetism. Because it, you, it's like that. a constant reminder is for, yes. for those of us that I've got people in my life who can say no so easy. And those are expanders for me. And, you know, I have people in my life who definitely do not people please. And that is an area that, you know, I want everyone to know listening that just because I've done this for two years does not make me an expert. I still have triggers. I still like will go back in and re-listen to things. Uh, and you know, try to figure out like what that block is. And I think that that's the hard part is, is that this isn't like I've already said about just staying positive, but it's, it's really getting down to that uncomfortable. Like, where did I pick this up? Why do I think that this is the truth when really it's not? 100%. Who were some of your expanders that you found in this process? Like who I mean, maybe if we don't, if they're not like widely known, like what characteristics that they have, like, where did you find them? So when I, I started doing it in categories, because after I did the roadmap uh, under expanders, that was really helpful to hear. Um, so obviously Lacey is a huge expander for me. And then Jenna Zoe and also Ashley Wood with Align Within, she's a very big expander for me. Um, when it comes to kind of on the, you know, spiritual energetic side of things. But then when I was wanting to buy a home for so long with living in this lack mentality, I felt like there's no way I could afford it. Well, then when Lacey was, you know, basically saying like, look to people within your inner circle. So I started asking all of my girlfriends that bought homes and I realized, wait a minute, if they can do it, so can I. Yeah. And, then, you know, with love, I started to look at each one of my girlfriends that either was in a relationship or was married and thought about what was it about their relationship that I loved and whether it was laughter or communication or intimacy. I mean, I wrote it all out. And then when it came to work, I looked at people I'd either worked with or I had gone to, um, I went to girl boss. Oh yeah. And Oh God, I'm going to butcher her name. 
it's it's a, the woman that used to be the CEO or the marketing director for uh, Uber, and now she I, I forget what it was, but the the point was is that I looked at her as like okay, she doesn't own her own business. You know, I feel like right now, especially with Instagram, everyone's all about being your own entrepreneur and starting your own business, and it's just not what I want. And I felt shame around the fact that I didn't want to start my own company. I guess I thought that that's what I needed to be. And it turns out I don't want to be an entrepreneur. That's great. I'm totally fine with being a CEO of someone else's company. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And so I found expanders that were someone else's CEO and were doing really well. And so I think that that's really important is, is that, you know, finding people that do that for you. And one thing that Lacey said that I really liked was that, um, people, I think it's stuck on the whole expander when it could be a fragment. Like maybe it's not everything about them, you know? So, yeah. And I think too, it's interesting. Like people will get very, very caught up in like, if their expander changes, if their expander is no longer in that dream relationship, if their expander does whatever, like your expander can shift and change. You know, they're a human being, they're not perfect. So they're going to have their own flaws too. So take what works for you. And then look and find elsewhere. And as you expand, I'm sure your expanders are going to change. Totally. Yeah. And and this is kind of like a bold statement, but I actually realized I am my own expander as well. Hell yes. Like in my 20s, I bought a one-way ticket to Barcelona and moved. I didn't know anyone. I mean, I would never like... That is insane. And now 10 years later, I need to remind myself that there was that inside of me that was able to do that. And part of that was being a manifesting generator that I didn't know. A hundred percent. So then what kind of like when you were calling in, let's say your house or you were calling in um, and we can touch on your job as well, because there was a test within you receiving that. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you navigate your tests? Like, did you, were you so clear that these were tests coming in? Were they, did you pa- not pass some of them? Like, how did that part of the journey go? So Lacey talks about tests and I, I think she probably either has a blog post about it or, or maybe it's, you know, like a YouTube video, but she says to ask yourself three questions. Does it impede on your boundaries? Does it bring you shame or embarrassment or are you settling in any way? And so when I felt like something might be a test, I wrote it out. Like, and I took those three questions and asked myself and I could, as soon as I got it down on paper, that's when I was able to figure it out. Like, okay, this is a test. And then because I was really trying to get to this self-worth, I had to decide, like, am I going to stay small or am I going to let myself expand right now? And I don't always, I wasn't able to always do it, but I always referred back to her kind of outline and that was really helpful. And so when it came to the jobs, I mean, I had, I would just say in the last 10 years, my career has gone, like it's the trajectory has just gone up and up. And a big part of that is because I've always really had strong self-worth when it came into um, my confidence in work. My low self-worth came more in um, money and then also in my own body image, which, you know, that's something I picked up on, but I should say picked up from my mother. But when it came to work was that, 
I mean, I had a lot of interviews and calls that I thought, okay, yeah, this is it. And then when I was like sat down and did the process of does it impede on my boundaries? Like I basically wrote out a list of everything I wanted. And then sometimes I would try and like force it like, oh, well, that could kind of work. And that's where <laughs> like, no, you know, it either it does or it doesn't. And so this job that I have right now, part of the list was I wanted to be able to work remote because my husband is on location a lot. And a big part of what makes our relationship work is to be able to go and visit him on location on set. Um, I wanted to be able to travel to go and see coworkers, but not necessarily need to be in an office every day. I wanted to make a certain amount of money. And I wanted to have the position to be to where I had a voice and that voice was going to be heard. And that was really important to me. And so um, this job came to me without me searching for it. Uh, it, They came to my office, actually, and we're doing a presentation. And I was sitting there going, oh, my God, like, this is so in alignment with my philosophy. So I reached out to the um, VP of, of commercial markets. And I, and I said to him, like, Hey, are, you know, are you guys hiring? And he said, yes. It wasn't even listed online. Wow. He's like, let's set up a con. I said, does this position allow to be remote? Cause my office is in Dallas. And he's like, maybe. And so we talked for 45 minutes and we just vibed really well. And he flew me to Dallas from Orange County I had a seven hour interview. Oh my God. I met, I met with 12 people and I just, I felt magnetic, honestly. Like I felt like this is where I belong. And when they offered me the the job with the salary, it was not what I wanted. And so I asked for more and they said no. And so I had to make a decision. Like, am I going to take this dream job that like matches everything that I want, but it's $5,000 less than I wanted? I said no, because I, my self-worth was too high. I I actually told my boss, I said, um, I said, this really hurts to say no to you, but I know I'm worth more. Wow. It was awful. My fiance was like, or now husband, he's like, so let me get this straight. This is everything that you want. Oh, so great. But because it's five grand less than what you wanted. And I was like, I'm not doing it. And he didn't know what it meant to like have a test, you know? Yeah. And I just said, no, I have to say no because I know my self-worth. Like I know $5,000 over a year is probably like $25 a paycheck, but it doesn't matter. It's the point that I have to set the tone. And so I said no. And I was crushed. And then they came back and they offered me what I wanted. And I just was like, fuck yeah. Oh my God. Like, it was so rad. It was just like, and it's been great. And I'm so happy. How long was the period between you telling them no for that amount and when they came back to offer you? Probably like three or four days, like long enough that I was like, you know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I guess I'm going to keep going to this other job that 
is not terrible, but I don't love, but that just means something else is going to come along. And, and I guess that's a big part of Lacey's work is that like all of us, well, the majority of us are very impatient. Mm -hmm. And where did we pick up that rushing gets us what we want? I don't know. You know, everyone's different on where they got that from. Right. Yeah. you know, the one thing about Lacey is, is that she says that like time, there's no such thing as time. Right. And so I really had to just believe that. And that that meant that if I was saying no, that that just means that something is going to come along and I trust that process and my trust muscle is higher. And, you know, I mean, getting that job, the job that I have now, it took two years, you know, so doesn't happen overnight. And I think that people need to remember that, that, you know, you cannot put like a time frame of like, you know, in February of 2020, like I want this. It's like, you're only going to be given what you feel like you truly deserve. And it takes work to get to that point. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's two things I want to point out that was really, really, I mean, besides it's such an amazing story of, of, staying really true to your worth and holding strong in your boundaries and your no in order for that to come through. But the fact that for three days you were able to stay strong in your worth and not go back and be like, well, actually like, um, and go from a place of desperation and kind of, cause sometimes people will say no. And then when they're met with that, you know, actual or almost rejection in a way they'll become desperate for it. So they didn't actually have that boundary set. But because you said no, and clearly walked away for those three days, like that allowed because that was the right situation for you, it like allowed it to come through, which is amazing. 100%. And my current boss, he reached out to me and he he was like, I can't believe you said no. (laughs) And so my response to him was, believe me, this was not an easy decision but I know my worth and this is not it. And I had to tell him that versus just like when I told the HR person on the phone, no, she doesn't care. You know? right, but right. here's the boss who was like, I'm really disappointed. And it's like, no, I'm disappointed in you actually. Yeah. So now what? Oh, amazing. Amazing. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on too is like, kind of like how you were saying, you were telling your husband, like, you know, this is a test. I know this is like clear, so clear to me. I know exactly what's going on here. That's why it's so important for people to have community around this work, because being able to say to someone else, like, Hey, what do you think? And other people who know this work so well, it's like, yep, test, no problem. Like, okay, cool. Like, great. And they can almost help reinforce your own magnetism when you guys are talking about this in in group settings or in I mean the Facebook group or whatever and we're going to open up more community stuff coming in 2020 but yeah so important to have that and so awesome that your husband could be that (laughs) support for you even though he was unsure of the vernacular yeah and you know he doesn't and I want to be clear on this is that like I feel like I could do a better job with him on talking about really with everyone in my inner circle about all of the work that I've been doing. I've actually found that I've become a little bit more uh, of an introvert during this process. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm a changed person in the sense that I am awake now. And that sounds a little woo woo, but I can never go back to living like a superficial life 
and not knowing where some of my decisions are coming from or recognizing triggers or blocks. And so because I've spent so much time working on this that I feel like, and this is something that Ashley Wood actually says, is that we have all the answers within ourselves. And I think that so much, unfortunately, about friendships and family is that you go to other people for answers. Yeah. And as soon as you can kind of clear the noise and clear the clutter, like you have those answers. And so I feel like I've, I've become a little bit less social in that aspect because I'm going less to people for things because I'm able to find them within myself. That's not saying that I'm not like enjoying dinners and events and whatever, but I just feel like I want to be better now about having this conversation with people that I love in my life because it feels selfish not to. Like to be able to say, hey, like I just had dinner the other night with my best friend of 30 years and I hadn't told her any of this. And she saw it on my Instagram and she was like, wait a minute, what are you doing? And I just was like, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I haven't even told you. Like I'm like a completely different person. Like let let me give you this opportunity to like hear, you know? And amazing. that's what's been so cool about since the event and since Lacey putting you know, my name out there, the amount of people that have reached out to me, it's been unbelievable. I, I mean, I have like girls, women DMing me saying like, you're an expander for me. You gave me permission and licensing to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And at first I thought, who am I? And then I realized that was a shadow. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I actually know, I know this work really well. And I feel strongly about that everybody in some way should be doing something to figure out like who they are and definitely like what their authentic code is. And so last night I met up with six girls from Lacey's community and we created our own like unblocked village and we had dinner. And at the end we all hugged and realized that we are connected now on a much deeper level. And we're, going to start to meet up regularly to be able to have conversations and kind of bounce each other off of like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. And then one person can say, Hey, have you thought about doing this DI or, you know, you should probably do this program again and specifically like tap into this. And that's really powerful. That's so awesome. Like, that's just so cool that you can create empowering communities like this with each other too. That's amazing. Yeah, really is kind of shifting back to like your whole process through this, did you run into any points when you went through like the magic dark, you kind of started the process off with the rock bottom. Yes, I did. Did you find in the two years after kind of casting your list and going through, did you run into like a rut? Do you run into a magic dark? Like, did you hit any of those kind of lull periods and how did you sort of navigate that? Yeah, definitely. I think that after So I got engaged uh, earlier this year. So after I got engaged, um, that felt obviously like super exciting. And, um, you know, it was a big thing that I had wanted. And the next big thing was the job. And so, I mean, it took another six months to get the job. And so in those six months was definitely like a magic dark. I mean, like little things were coming through, you know, like, the wedding dress I wanted for the amount that I wanted to pay and the photographer that I found in Switzerland. Like, I mean, so little stuff, 
But the big thing was the job that I had really, truly wanted. And so I just, I stepped away for a little bit because Lacey has said like, look, don't force this, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think I probably took a couple of weeks to just listen to supported and listen to her podcast, but not like get back into journaling and doing some of the DIs. And it felt nice to kind of like take a little um, energetic break from, you know, doing the work. And then when I popped back in again, it just felt, I felt like really strong again. And then that's when the job came through. And then as soon as I said no, and then yes, um, you know, my house came. Wow. So it literally went back to back. Was that around the time that you got married? We got engaged in January. I got my new job in May. We bought our house in August. And six days later, we flew to Switzerland and and like eloped. Um, So, I mean, like I said earlier, 2019 has been a year of receiving for me. And I am so grateful. And, you know, I was saying some this earlier to my friend, and this is going to come off very harsh. But I used to think like, gosh, I'm so lucky. And it's like, fuck that. I'm not lucky. I've put in so much work. And like, this isn't luck. This is energy and deservingness and self-worth. And so when people say, might make comments like, oh, well, you're just lucky or whatever. It's like, no, like you can think that if you want, but there is, there is work in the process and effort and time. And, you know, you're not just going to get all of this just because like you have to work for it. And that's what's so wonderful about Lacey is that she's created this process that no matter how old you are, no matter who you are, no matter if you're man, woman, or don't identify with either of it, or whether you're extremely wealthy or very poor, there is something for everybody in this. And, you know, I think that everyone has a different process on maybe how they're going to do it. And I think that that's okay. And, you know, one thing that she talks about as far as your self-worth is giving yourself grace. And you know that you're in your self-worth when you can have some grace. And I think that you need to have grace going through the process and knowing that maybe the way that she doesn't, doesn't necessarily work for you and and that's okay. And don't beat yourself up for that. When you received all of your manifestations and had this year of receiving, did you how did you feel, I guess, energetically or emotionally after? Because I'm always interested to see like after people get like this huge, like dump of, of beautiful abundance or receiving that kind of comes through. Did you feel like you had to work through up a level? Did you feel totally empowered, like onto the next, onto the next? Like what, what was your energy and like emotional state at that point? Um, so this is kind of funny, but you know, one of her... DIs or DREs was about your most magnetic self. So I created my own voice memo like on my phone and said out loud, like who my most magnetic self is. And then I found pictures that I identify as my most magnetic self. And so I listened to it. I listened to my own voice and look at pictures of myself of, of that. And 
that's how it kind of like keeps me in there. And the reason why I say that is because there are photos of me on my wedding day where I just like, there's radiating just love and high self-worth and energy. And if you ever are, are in a slump, you can always go back to that because you're looking at yourself. And so to answer your question that after all these things came through, I mean, I just felt like I was buzzing, like with energy and, you know, she talks about the way that she gets her pings. Like she, you know, she's got clairvoyance and she can kind of like feel it. And, and I feel it in my throat. That's how I know, like when something is meant to be or, or happening and it just feels like there's just this constant feeling like full in my throat from so much that's gone on that, I mean, I, I, you know, my husband's vows, he said, you know, that I, he's not using the word expander, but, you know, he definitely said that, you know, you're someone that I constantly learn and grow from because you're constantly, you're finding the glass half full. And I think it's more than glass half full. It's like that you get to pour your own glass. Uh, I love that. You are so quotable. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you say, there's all, I'm like, oh, that's great. I love that. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. And you know, I will say that I manifested this podcast just, um, because the first time I heard Lacey do a process, um, podcast and I was like, oh, I could do that with her. And the day of the event, because I talk to myself all the time, I was getting ready. And I had the talk with myself that I ended up having with Lacey in the audience, because I just felt like I was going to talk to her. Also, I just manifested this conversation because I wanted to be on your podcast. So this counts. Well, I think we have to have you on. I was thinking that the whole time. I'm like, we have to do a process episode. Real time manifestation. <laughs> oh, this is wild. <laughs> now, now you have to look out for lizards too. Like if you I see know, lizards right? around, you know something big's also coming through. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so I think that you know when I think about like what 2020 looks like for me, it's less about tangible items, and this is more about like trusting myself without question. I feel like I still kind of second guess myself sometimes. And I actually was listening to Ashley Wood's podcast. I think it's might've been her latest one on manifest this. And she said, I wrote this down to like say to you, she said that our intuition speaks first and then we go immediately into protection mode, whether that keeps us small or it's like from a, you know, a past like programming and then our ego like steps in. And so being able to distinguish between your intuition, safety, and ego is really something that I feel like I'm like, that's what I'm now going to be like working towards. And part of that is going to be continuously unblocking. Like, well, I don't think that we can ever truly be unblocked because I mean, every, every year you age like more stuff is happening. And so I just, I don't know. I don't think that this is work that you can just like, I'm going to do this for six months and kind of like put it aside. Like to me that this is longevity and this is work that you 
will be able to carry on for the rest of your life. So I'm excited, I'm excited to see new stuff that's going to come out. And, you know, I, I want to grow with Lacey and her work. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think as much as people want, you know, the destination of happiness forever and I'm, I've achieved it and I'm never, you know, as human beings, we actually crave growth. We thrive off of growth. If we went to our highest level and then stayed there, we would get bored and used to it. So we reach for the next level and the next level. And that's kind of like, that doesn't diminish from how amazing the achievement is, is when you unblock and get to that next level. You know, that feels incredible. And then it's continuing to unblock. Totally. And I, you know, it's funny is that like, obviously Christmas is coming and I was thinking about it and I haven't told my husband yet, but like, I don't need anything. Like I don't want for anything. Like let's not do Christmas presents. I just, I am, I feel so content in this very moment with what I have that it just seems like I kind of want to sit and enjoy it first before starting to like, think about like what's next, you know? And I think that actually on the, one of Lacey's podcasts with Luke story, she had said that, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying you want all of these materialistic things, like get them. Cause as soon as you get them, you're going to realize it's not really about that. It's about the feeling that you have and the energetics around that. And I think that that's ultimately what everyone's goal is, is that when you, when you have everything, it's, it's not about the tangible items, but it's the energy that comes from it, which is why when I do my own voice memo and look at pictures of myself when I'm radiating energy, it's just a really good reminder. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that it really is boiling it down to like, okay, what is what am I trying to uh, feel from this mm-hmm. situation, you know, totally. and even just realizing like my own experience through the work realizing that like, oh, okay, I don't have to just manifest items or things I can manifest like, who I am as a person, you know, like I'm manifesting like next level Jess and like what that looks like. Yeah. I just got chills when you said that. I think that's such a cool, and it's exactly the same process. You're going to have tests. You're going to have pings. You're going to find expanders in this. Like Mm -hmm. it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. And I just, you know, I got to hug Lacey after we, I was up there and I just, I just thanked her that she's changed my life. And I, that just feels like that is something that is priceless. Honestly. I mean, the work that she's doing, actually the New York times said to me, so you're telling me that you trust Lacey more than a licensed therapist. I said, no, no, that's not what I said. Yeah. No, no shame in therapy. Um, I no longer need therapy due to, I think that this work is more well, powerful. You just need to follow me around. <laughs> this is, I'm taking, I did not pay her to be in the audience. <laughs> you know, I went to therapy for a really long time. I told my therapist about the work I was doing with Lacey, but I feel like I got deeper with Lacey's work because Sometimes to a therapist, you might tell them what you want to hear. And then with Lacey's work, you're only cheating yourself if you're like not actually being authentic. And so this is really about, you know, being true to yourself. And some people don't know that yet. And she's going to help you get there. Oh, I love that. 
I love that. And I know we, you know, we obviously talked after the show and whatnot, and she was just so grateful and just ecstatic that you were really up and yeah so happy the whole team was so so happy that you were able to not only get so much out of the work but like be able to share so openly and really like expand so many people in the community and really open people's eyes to this stuff yeah we're just so grateful for you as well you know it's just been really nice to have people say hey like you know you're an expander for me and I think that that was what was so great about last night with all of the girls was that we are all each other's expanders and being able to talk about it and communicate about it is what's going to keep this going. hundred percent. And then on an ending note, Mm -hmm. is there any advice or what do you, like when you were in the thick of it and in like difficult times throughout the process, like what is something you wish someone had told you or what was something that you, what was a piece of advice that like really helped you? that you could think of? I think that honestly, to not give up that, mm. you know, or here, this is a better one. Whatever program that you don't want to do, do it first, because it's probably because you know that you've got some work around to do it. And that feels heavy. And the idea is, is that as soon as you can start unblocking the heavy stuff, I feel like it's kind of it allows for more energy within you to be able to receive, honestly. I mean, I think that reparent, like I, it was gonna, I knew it was going to be heavy. And so I'd cut, I bought it and like put it off and put it off. And it was just so groundbreaking. And so I think that for people who are kind of like lost and don't know where to start, either start with the glossary so that you can understand the language <laughs> Yeah. Or start with, you know, I mean, I think I used to be called um, the magnetism and formula, but I know that I think she's just calling how, how to manifest. But to me, this is the foundation, right? Like it's, yeah. it, it level sets you and it kind of sets your expectations of what you can expect. And then you can start to go into, um, you know, some of the harder ones. I think I wish I would have done how to manifest first. I started with reparent because that's what felt um, like I was drawn to that one, but I think that, you know, joining the pathway, looking at the glossary, doing how to manifest this first to understand, to really like get a good base and foundation looking at supported. I mean, I think the podcast is what's fun and and that brings people in, but I mean, I think that the, the supported class and, you know, doing the programming is really, is really where it's at. But and on, and like following her on Instagram, like she gives so much good content away for free. It's just it's crazy. Uh, it's wild. It's I remember when I first started following, I was like, "What could possibly be in the workshops? There's so much content out here." And then I, I bought the workshops, and I was like, "Oh, oh thank God!" It, yes. it goes like <laughs> way more intense. <laughs> but there was yeah. so much new, like wow, like mind blowing concepts and ideas that were being shared on there, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And I, you know, it's great to see that like Lacey's staying like true to who she is. And I think it's fantastic that your guys's team has grown and, and look to where you guys are now. Like this is, she's manifested this whole thing, you know? And I think that that's, um, it's, she's just a, like a good expander for everyone. Well, thank you so much, Heather. This has been 
so amazing and expansive. And just, I know people are going to get so, so, so much out of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this You'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward, and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week.